Okay, in Simon Reish Lamed Zayin, not in the Shulchan Aruch, nor in the Mishra Buru, but in the Shar Hatzion, on the bottom of the Mishra Buru, the Shar Hatzion writes the following. Kasa b've'er hetev, she'ein likro mikra balayla. The Be'er hetev writes that one is not supposed to learn mikra at night. But the Brimagadim implies that one is allowed to learn Mikra. That even those who are Machmir not to learn Mikra at night wouldn't say that it's Asr to learn Mikra at night, just that if you're going to set your schedule of learning, you should try to slot in Mikra for a daytime learning and not for nighttime learning. Where does this idea come from? It doesn't appear in Shulchan Aruch, doesn't really seem to appear in Rishonim. It goes all the way back to a Medrash. The Medrash says that when a Baruch was learning with Moshe Rabbeinu and Arsinai, he would learn Mikra during the daytime, and he would learn Mishnah with him during the nighttime. That's what the Medrash says in Medrash Tanchuma Parshas Kisisa. Had Moshe Rabbeinu know when was day, when was night, he was like engulfed in the cloud of a Kodesh Baruch Hu. How does he know? When he was learning Torah Shabbat he knew it must be daytime. And then he knew that it was nighttime. When a Kodesh Baruch Hu was teaching Torah Shabbat he realized that it was nighttime. It's interesting, the Gemara Masechah's Gittin has a discussion which is Ezer Meruba, which one is greater, Torah Shabbat which one is, is larger, Torah Shabbat or Torah Shabbat And probably the, it would depend on how you define what's called Torah Shabbat and what's called Torah Shabbat That Medrash would seem to imply that they're roughly the same. Well, that Torah Shabbat is what it took Moshe Rabbeinu all day to learn, Torah Shabbat is what it took Moshe Rabbeinu all night to learn. And this isn't the only Medrash like that. There are other Medrashim as well. The Tanah Debe writes, Yom li Yom Yabiya Omer. That Yom Liyom refers to Tanakh, that's Mikra. Laila Laila Chavadas, that refers to uh, that refers to Mishnah to, to Torah Shabal Peh. There's a, a, a Targumim in various places, a Targum in Eicha, that Kumi Roni Belayla, the Targum says, Asuke Mishnah Belayla, that you should learn Mishnah at night. Targum in Shira Shirim uh, also uh, r- references this idea that Mikra is for daytime and Mishnah is for nighttime. And the Rabbeinu Bechai and the Pasuk in, uh, in, in Bereshis, as Hamaor Hagadol, the Memshelas Hayom, as Hamaor Hakaton, says that it's Merame to Torah Shabbat Bayom and Torah Shabbat Pebalayla. The Ma'or HaGadol, that's the Memshelas Bayom, is a reference to Torah Shabbat The Ma'or HaKatan, that's the Memshelas Bayom, is a reference to Torah Shabbat Peh. Now, this idea seems, however, based largely, meaning those who are knowing this way, seem to be very largely based on the Arizal. The Arizal was very machfit about this. It's quoted in Birke Yosef in Reish Lamed Zayin, Sifkat and Beis, in Kavachayim Sim Reish Lamed Zayin, Sifkat and Tess, that those who are knowing, I'll the Arizal, the Arizal was very, very strict about this. That, and apparently for Kabbalistic reasons, that a person should dafka not learn mikra at night. That a person should not learn Tanakh at night. In the Chuvas Avnei Tzedek, the Piskei Chuvas quotes all these marmakomos. In the Chuvas Avnei Tzedek, he explains based on the Arizal that Torah Shabbat is din and Torah Shabbat is Chesed. And the Arbaim Yakenu. How do I know that Torah Shabbat is Chesed? And Torah Shvechsav is din, because the Pasuk says, When someone does an Avera, he gets 40 lashes. Comes along Torah Shvechsav, the Rabbanan and Torah Shvechsav come and teach us, Arbaim doesn't 
doesn't mean 40, it's one less. It's 39. So they, in, they, they, they give us a little chesed by getting one less, uh, one fewer in the number of, of lashes. So therefore, Laila, which is a zman of Shlit as Hadin, we learn Mishnah, which is chesed in order to sweeten the din. And if, if it would be, the din would be overwhelming if we had nighttime, which is a time of din, and then you had Mikra, which is a limur of din, it would just be overwhelming. That's the, the basic explanation behind the Kabbalistic idea that it's a bad idea to learn Mikra at night. So when exactly is, is this minhag, when does it apply, what's called night? The, the uh, postkin that quote this, right, Ravadia quotes this in Yabiya Omer, Chelek Vav, Simon Lamid, that, uh, that the Gemara says in Masechus Brachos, Adam Bamin Asada, Brachos Davdalar and Bez, a person comes from the field, Be'erev, Imragilikros Kore. The Gemara says, Kai comes home from work, and it's, and it's Erev, it's evening time. If he's a guy who, <coughs> who's fluent in Tanakh, good, let him learn Tanakh. So ask Ravadia, isn't that a stira to the Kabbalah? The Kabbalah is that you don't learn Tanakh at night. So says Ravadia, not a stira at all, because the Kabbalah is only from Tseisa Kochavim until Alos HaShachar. Maybe a guy comes home from work, but Erev doesn't mean Tseisa Kochavim yet. He comes home at Shkia time, he comes home at sunset, so he still has a little bit of time that he's able to learn to learn Mikra. But that is the... That is the minute, that is those who are knowing based on this Kabbalistic idea, they're knowing in this way. Are there exceptions to this, uh, to this minog for those who are, who are knowing this minog? So, first of all, uh, the, the, all of the posts can write the Chida and Rabbi Yagavemdin and, and others say that if you're talking about Balabatim who are working all day, uh, to make a living, and their only time to learn is going to be at night, and at night they come home, and what they're capable of learning is to say to Hillim and to learn some Tanakh, so certainly uh, you're not going to tell them not to learn Torah, because you don't learn Tanakh at night. Certainly in that case, all the poskim are, are mekel. Additionally, there are many other poskim, the Yishal Avrami, Bachach, and, and others, who suggest that, uh, that that's only if you read Pesukei Tanakh, with uh, just just derech limud, but if a person says it l'shem rachamim tachnunim, person's davening. He uses psukim as as we do all the time. We say tehillim. So a person wants to say tehillim for a chola or something, and he wants to do that at night or uh, for a school or something. So then it's it, it wouldn't be it would not be a violation of this minag of the of the arizal. And that's why a lot of times you have in communities when they want to say tehillim for somebody or for something for some event. There's no hesitation. They do it at night and they get a tehillim gathering together at night because that's when everyone's around during the daytime. People are working, so they do it at night time and, that's, and that, that certainly works and that explains a lot of things that we do for those who do Pesukim of Tikkun Chatzos that's at night time those who do V'yitein L'cham Shabbos those are Pesukim that we're doing at night time all of this is okay because we're not saying it Derech Limud we're doing it Derech Tefillah and when you do it Derech Tefillah it would seem not to be a violation of the, of the Minag in the Tshuva's Beis Yisrael he points out that a Balkore also a Balkore is preparing the, the laning it's very important that he be prepared, and maybe that would also not be a violation of preparing at night. Most of the time, Balkore, uh, certainly someone who works for a living, is busy all week, and it's the only time to prepare the laning. It's Friday night after the meal. So are you going to tell him not to prepare the laning then? Well, then when exactly is the laning going to get prepared? How is he going to be? It's more important to make sure he gets it right, that he gets it, uh, that he gets it correct when he when he lanes in, in, in the shul. 
um, the, the, that's not called limud. That's amira. That's mikra. That's not limud itself. Only limud is apparently going to be a, a problem. In the chuvas levushe Mordechai, in the chuvas levushe Mordechai, also again according to the piskei chuv in the piskei chuvas, he says that uh, he, that a sofer also is included in this heter. That if a sofer wants to write safras at night, even though he's writing pesukim, it's not derech limud. And if it's not derech limud, then it would be uh, it would be permissible. Uh, obviously, it's all permissible. None of this is halach, but it would not even be a violation of the minhag of the of the arizal at all. In uh, in that same tshuvas levush Mordechai, he also says that if you say psuke tanach together with Rashi with other mafarshim, then it's no longer tarsh b'chasat. Then it's tarsh Peh. And that you're allowed to learn at night. That same discussion of whether that qualifies as Torah Shabbat or Torah Shabbat comes up in the postkin when they talk about the issue of women learning Torah. Those who are very makbid that women only learn Torah Shabbat and not Torah Shabbat the Taz on the side of the Shulchan Aruch and Yerodea seems very clear that once you're learning together with Rashi, that's already Torah Shabbat That's no longer qualifies as Torah Shabbat What does Rashi do on pretty much every single Pasuk in the Chumash? He tells you what the Gemaras say, what the Midrashim say, Rashi's godless was not an innovating new ideas. Everything he says is from a medrash, from a gemara. His godless was in choosing which medrash, which gemara, and why he chose them, and how he chose to, to formulate them when he, when he was summarizing them. That's where we find the, uh, the genius of Rashi. So all of it is Tarsh Balta. It's all from midrashim and from gemaras, and therefore if you're using the psukim, uh, not just for psukim alone, but using it for more in-depth learning, that would seem to be Tarsh Balta. Uh, not Torah Shabbat So, a person does Shnaya Mikra with uh, with Rashi for sure. It would seem to be that that would be perfectly fine to do at night, according to everybody. And another exception is that it could be that the the some of the Achronim suggest that that the Arizal never meant that it should be an issue on Lel Shabbos, Lel Yom Tov, Lel Yom Kippurim, Lel Chalamoed, even that on any day any nights of Kodesh that maybe the kedusha of the night makes it okay to engage in the Din of Mikra even though it happens to be nighttime, because those are days of special Kedusha. In general, if people ask, what should I do? Am I allowed to learn Mikra at night? In general, the, the approach, I don't know if this is right or wrong, the approach I generally take to things like this is, is the same, same thing with Shania Mikra, and people ask Shaila's about this, is you don't want to, and, I, and this is based on not just my own thinking, but based on what the Mishra writes in Hilchus Tishabav about learning on Erev Tishabav, is that when you're faced with a choice, of uh, should I limit my learning and then run the risk of someone being mevatel Torah or not learning as well versus someone saying, you know what, let me learn what I want and then learning with more hasmada and learning more seriously. So we always want to err on the side of more learning, not on the side of less learning. So if a person is, oh, I can't learn because I, I want to learn Tanakh and I can't, I can't learn because you know, I can't, my brain is fried at night so I can only learn Tarsh Balpeh in the morning when I wake up early. At night I have the head for Tanakh. I don't have the head for, uh, for Gemara. So then I would say for sure. So learn Tanakh at night. You should learn it with Rashi. It would be even better. But learn, learn Tanakh at night and that would be, that would be okay. Elamai, if you have a guy who's in Yeshiva and he's learning 14 hours a day and he has a half hour... Uh, 
before morning Seder where he's going to have a Seder in something. And a half hour after night Seder where he's going to have a Seder in something. And he wants to know, where should I do my Muster Seder? Where should I do my Tanakh Seder? I remember when I was in Yeshiva. Guys would spend a half hour do a parak of Tanakh a night. They would just uh, run through a parak of Tanakh uh, each and every day to try to try to do Tanakh Bekiyas. And they would also have a half hour where they'd have a Muster Seder, Halacha Seder, something else. So when you're going to schedule that, so then it makes sense. Might as well be Makbit for what the Sharetzin over here quotes from the Arizal to schedule the, the Tanakh in the morning. But if it's, gonna, if it's at all going to be Mafria, a person's Talmud Torah and his, uh, and his striving to accomplish in Torah, it would seem this Minag should be discarded in favor of the Mitzvah Daraisa of, uh, of Talmud Torah, the very important Mitzvah Daraisa Kenegad Kulam of, uh, of Talmud Torah. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.